0: Think Kingdom podcast. I want to welcome you into week three of our Advent series, Make Room. Let's find some rhythm in our lives. Let's go ahead and jump in and see what God's Word has for us from our lead pastor, Antoine Lassiter.
1: We've been in this, what I feel is a great series that we call Make Room. And, uh, you know, sometimes in life, um, we... um, Find it difficult to do so because you know, we, we're we got so much to do, and you feel like we have so little time. So, what by way of review, um, this table represents our life, and these plates are some of the things that we find ourselves having to deal with as a part of our lives. So, we have relationships, um, we have school, we have life in general. Um, Sometimes um, the holidays are not as joyous for some of us because we grieve during the holidays, so we deal with grief. We deal with people's expectations from us. Um, That could be tricky because people's expectations sometimes don't really match up to what we see in ourselves, and it could be good, it could be bad. Um, Sometimes work is filling our tables. Um, We just have so much stuff to do. Um, finances, Mm, the past, that every time we try to move forward, the past reminds us. Um, And and sometimes even in life, um, when we make our minds up, uh, people remind us of who we used to be, and they don't see the momentum that you're trying to create. So that causes chaos. We have um, social media. And if you've been around um, here uh, I equate social media to a gas station bathroom. Uh, you get in, don't touch anything, and you get back out, right? Um, and so sometimes the, the comparing yourself to someone else, sometimes if, if you don't look to the left and the right, you think you're doing pretty good. But you get on social media and it's like, okay, they're always on vacation. <laughs> like they just bought the third home, the third home, and, and so social media has a way of just causing all these chaos, um, comparing ourselves to another. Uh, sometimes it's just purpose. What is my purpose? And if uh, you have two hundred thousand dollars in student loans later, and then you realize, wait a minute, I don't even like being—I don't even like being a doctor. <laughs> what do you do then? Right. So all of these um, fill our tables. And, and this is just our stuff, but sometimes uh, the, red, the red plates represents other people's stuff. Some of us have become emotional dumpsters, that people just dump their stuff on us and want us to carry it. And uh, so I'm not only am I dealing with my stuff, but I'm dealing with other people's stuff. I'm dealing with their drama, their shame, their pain, their issues, And I I find it difficult to even get started, but sometimes, if we're not careful, sometimes, Tiffany, I realize that it may be easier to deal with their stuff so I can avoid dealing with mine. So I will invite people to dump on me and then avoid the stuff that I have to... You know, it's crazy that we can give advice to people off the cuff. What you should be doing is this. But then when it comes to... Our stuff, not so easy, huh? Uh, and so we deal with tradition, trauma, uh, their own fear. And all of this is on our table. So you come to church and we say, hey, go make disciples. And you say, I don't have room. Hey, could you volunteer with the... I don't have room. Um, and so we lead we leave even our children to be raised by other people. We don't have room. And over time, we're so busy yet not going anywhere. Over time, these things consume us. And and we have this season of Advent, Christmas, that, that the God in heaven makes room for us. And he extends the invitation. And some don't receive it. You can't be redeemed unless you receive the gift. And he, in his infinite wisdom, comes down. And we know, you're a theologian, we know that December 25th isn't his actual birthday. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, You may not know this, but December 25th isn't his actual birthday. But there's nothing wrong with remembering who he is. And if we use this season to do it, it's what Paul said, man, as long as Jesus is preached, I'm satisfied. And so, how can we make room? And how can we end the next few weeks, the 2021, and go into 2022 with a better sense, with our priorities rearranged, and this time we decide, that you know what? Not only am I going to make room for him, but I'm going to make room for others. And I'm going to, in this next season of my life, I'm going to think of myself less because I'm I'm, going to keep the main thing the main thing. But if we don't diagnose the problem first, we cannot treat it. So this attempt is to treat the diagnose and to then, what can we do tangibly to ensure that as a church, as a local body, as individuals, that we can actually make room. Because how many of us are tired? Just raise your hand, you're tired. And so this message sometimes, it's something else I gotta do. Man, and so I believe that God wants to give us rest, for real rest. You ever go to sleep and still wake up tired? You slept, but you're not resting. Jesus has come for us to enter into his rest. This is the advent. This is him coming and getting into our mess and removing. I attempted to just flip over the table for dramatic purposes, but I'm not going to do that. I love the, you're right. I got my, ah! So we're not going to flip tables. But we are going to sort of take this journey. So over the last few weeks, we talked about how Jesus made room for the unexpected. How Jesus made room for the uninvited. And how Jesus made room for generosity. Jesus is intentional. And sometimes, I'm the chief sinner. So please, when you hear me say you, I'm talking about us. Sometimes we get things accidentally. And, and we, because we're not intentional. So here's the issue. Now, um, if you want to lose weight, you must be intentional. You don't lose weight accidentally. So sometimes in, in life, we are getting the things we don't want because we're not living intentionally. And so we have to live. So we, we don't make disciples because that's our mission. We make disciples when we are intentional. We don't accidentally raise our kids in an admonishment of the Lord. We have to be intentional. So we're going to talk about some intentional, and this list is not exhaustive, but I I try to narrow it down to like three or four points because I'm a preacher and I only have like 28 minutes left. But (laughs) But the key here is the takeaway. What I want you to take away is that all of us, can do something intentionally to be able to make room for Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank you. I pray that the next few moments is fruitful. I pray that you are glorified. I pray that you're high and lifted up and that you will release the burdens that you have for us as we make room for you. In Jesus' name, amen. John chapter 1, verse 1 through verse 18. Uh, Let's read. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through Him, and apart from Him not one thing was created that has been created. In Him was life. Circle that. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as about the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was created through him, and yet the world did not recognize him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him, but to all who did receive him. He gave them the right to be children of God. Thank you, Jesus. He gave them the right to be children of God to those who believe in his name. Do you believe in his name? Then you are a child of God. No matter what anyone says, you believe in his name, you are a child of God. And this came to us, verse number 13, who were born not of natural descent or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. This is the gift. That's the greatest gift that we have ever received. Jesus first must be revealed to us with who he is. And then we, when, once he's revealed, we receive him. But no one comes to, to Jesus except the Father draws. We are here in this local church because the Father was drawing us to Jesus. And when the Father drew us to Jesus, Jesus was revealed to us, and we received him. And when we received him, we believed that he was born of a virgin. Somebody say amen. That's the gospel. Committed no sins. Perfect. One with the Father. No one can come to the Father except through Jesus. That is the gospel. Any other way is counterfeit. There's only one way to the Father, and that's through Jesus. There's only one way that men can be saved. That's Jesus. Don't care what you see on YouTube. There's only one way to the Father. There's only one way. That's right, Shane. I mean, Jude. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Got my amen. We observed his glory, the glory as the one and only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Mm. John testified uh, concerning him and exclaimed, this was the one of whom I said. The, the John the baptizer were bat- was, was, was preaching and teaching, and he kept talking about the coming of the Messiah, I mean, and God, through Christ, shows up. So John says, this is the one of whom I said, the one coming after me ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. Indeed, we have all received grace upon grace from his fullness. Jesus is enough. Grace upon grace from where? His fullness, not yours. We start in the Spirit, and we try to make it come to, come to pass in the flesh. It is from Jesus and Jesus alone. I feel God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Indeed, we have all received grace upon grace from His fullness. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. The law reminded us that we weren't enough. The law, and that's why he had to come. Verse number 18 No one has ever seen God, the one and only Son who is himself God and is at the Father's side. He has revealed him. The Father has revealed who the Son is. And scripture says, Whom the Son sets free. Come on, Bible. So Jesus, write this down. Somebody need to, I, I feel this all in my spirit. Somebody write this down. Jesus is the Messiah, so you don't have to be. Jesus is the Savior, so you won't have to be. You know how we get, if I don't do this, my whole family's going to collapse. I thought he holds everything together. Come on. It's Jesus and Jesus alone. One of the best gifts that you can give anyone is to live out what God is doing through you for their benefit. Have you been with the Father? Have you been with Jesus? See, Jesus invited the least expected to his table. Didn't come from your pedigree. Didn't come from your scholastic ability. It came from an invitation that Jesus sends. Whether you're learned, whether you're unlearned, If the Father draws you, reveals Jesus to you, and and you receive Him as the Son of the living God who died and rose again. You know what? You have a right, not because of your own doing, but you have a right to be at His table. I love God because we... We're, we're fallen, we're broken people. Um, we look at people's appearance to determine whether they get the invitation or not. But God looks at the heart. Man, oh my God. I, I, I don't know how to shout, but this is the one time, Elder Tony, I feel my feet going to line with what's in my head. So somebody shout for me. Yeah, there you go. All right. All right. <laughs> so Jesus invites, and so now we're gonna sort of shift gears because everything I'm saying is, is good. But how do we make room, Pastor? Like I hear what you're saying. You diagnose the problem well, <laughs> maybe too well. So how do we how do we make room? Well, I'm glad you asked, because I think there are some some spiritual disciplines or habits. that that, And I have to be careful, and I'm going to tell you why. Because uh, sometimes um, what we don't want to do is bring people into bondage with, this is how you make room, and these are the 17 things you have to do. Ah. 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 I see why we do that. Because sometimes, um, if you need a lot of discipline in your life, right, um, and you know what's sort of keeping you together, you put that on other people. You need to wake up at two o'clock in the morning and get into your word for three and a half hours. And then you need to listen to God for 30 minutes and then write down what he said. And that ain't how you built. You a night owl. So for you, you may be disciplined enough to before you rest your head. You do the devotions and stuff. See, I, we have to be careful that what worked for one now all of a sudden works for all. I was reading about this pastor that said he didn't go 15 minutes without praying, and I was like, good, gooey didn't move." And then when they when they spoke to like all the stuff that he was. Accomplishing, I went for a season that I put every 15 minutes. Jesus, yes. Then I did it again. And then it went off when I was talking to somebody. Then it's like, excuse me. When I realized is, what, what is how does God want me to make room for him? And what are some things that God, there's some universal truths, help me. There's some universal truths that reading the word, praying, but how long? Like, all day? Like, how long? And so, what I want you to be, I want you to, seriously, like, I want you to pray and ask God to reveal. Now, if you come to me and said, God told me to do nothing, what do you mean by that? (laughs) <laughs> like nothing. Nothing? All right, so, um, uh, sweet. So, the first thing that we have to recognize um, is who God is. Right? We can't make room for anyone we don't know. And it's going to be hard for us to do so. So here's so here's the thing. Every one of us struggles with this side of heaven. Will we agree? I know how inconsistent I am, even if concerning you I keep my word. Cause I know me. I know what I start, and I know I have read thousands of books thousands, but probably only completed like 60 because I start a thing sometimes and don't finish it. And then if I talk with Pastor Ramon, do you read? And the first thing I'm doing on Kindle is getting another book. Well, bro, you ain't even finished the last book. Why you keep getting all these books to start and not finish? And there's something in there. Now, for, 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 for you, I don't know what your thing is. But this is an evaluation of your own heart. So the first thing that we need to make room, we need the word of God. Like, we need, I'm I'm, I'm talking to y'all now. Um, Yeah, how big is the word of God in your life? Because we should be able to see the Word of God more than the stuff that we deal with. Bruce, little word, no power. Because this is the evidence of who Jesus is. This is the evidence of how I should respond. This, my friends, must be the center Because if it's not the center of our life, other stuff takes its place. I remember growing up in a family, my grandparents, they had the biggest Bible known to man. But it wasn't the size of the Bible, it was the Bible that was in them. In the script, man, that's why the word, we talk about this, that's why the word is constantly attacked. Because if you know what's in this, My friends, you know how to respond, nothing is new under the sun, nothing. We have the Old Testament written to to ancient history for our benefit. And when you disconnect the word of God from your life, that's why this stuff consumes it. This is key. Because there are some problems you can't see. Why? Because I am in the Word. There are other things that you can see, but you know what I'm doing? And here's what I, I was talking. I think I can't remember who I was talking to. This is what we do, bro. When we get in the bind, we start searching scriptures. Okay, what is No, uh, uh. no, 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 no. This is to be engaged Often, And then when I take scriptures and start reading them and and it gets inside of me, I no longer have to search the scriptures for one particular thing. I got the whole context. When your heroes fail you, and they will, what does the Word of God say? Because there's only one hero in the Word of God. Everybody else going to fail you, me included. And I say this because I'm human. There's only one perfect man that ever walked on the earth. I love what Joseph did, but Joseph ain't Jesus. Oh, Abraham was a man of faith, but there's a fullness of Jesus of grace and truth. Abraham still had issues. The father of faith still got issues. The, the one hero that we should elevate above us all is found in the word of God. How much of the word of God are you consuming? When I look at your life, do I see the word or do I see these problems? I'm going to tell you, man, this is what we do. I don't know, Pastor. I just going through them so much. And I I'm, man, listen, we're all in this. Because I just say ain't nobody perfect. There are things that I that we go through, and this is the last that we consult. Don't even consult me first. I could be off that day. This is never off. This Run, thank you, sir, run to the shepherd. How do I run to the shepherd? Because the shepherd takes the word. And now, if I look through the lens of his word and get the spirit of what he's communicating, this is a love letter to us. But listen, I know, I love your favorite Christian artist. They fire, but you need some word in you. Oh, man, the Bible reminds us that you don't get out of a hole by keep digging. There has to be a crying out. Man, you go from Genesis to Revelation, you go to it, man, and you flip these pages, and you see the same cycle. God bless, they stray. God warns. And then they they deal with consequences. But he is so loving. Hey, you're going to pay for it, but I love you. I'm going to redeem you. That's the whole. And they're in this cycle. And so Psalms 119, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And the Bible reminds us that even when our heroes fail, God prevails. Even in the midst of what you can't see, just turn the page and keep turning. And God shows himself. And here's, I want you to write this down, someone. Anything or anyone that lessens God's importance in our lives should be uprooted. Y'all hear me. I'm always amazed at how two individuals, one that claims the name of Jesus, are walking alongside someone who doesn't know. And why does it seem that the person who doesn't know Jesus have more influence over the person who claims to know him? Because you believe, you and I believe the Bible, we want to believe. This is the Word of God. And the Word of God doesn't change and people are trying to write into to justify their sin. They try to write into, well, that's not what that means. It really... Listen, man, scripture interprets scripture. What are we doing? You mean your favorite author is telling you what it said? But you don't know what the scripture says, but you know what he says about the scripture. Uh, Come on. Come on. See, the Bible teaches us what to do directly or indirectly, but it teaches. And some of us have to study, absolutely, study, to try to get the context for it to make sense. But studying is weary to the soul. But it's the whole Scripture. It's all of it, not pieces you tear out to satisfy your soulless nature. It's all of it. And this is what contains hope, joy, peace, and love. And this is why, although you see the lights, you see the toy commercials, you see all the things that, that has been hijacked from the season. they distractions because this keeps me focused what really matters. So if I'm going to make room, I have to make room for his word in my life. I, I have to be intentional. It's, it's, it's even with the women's group, it's um, Penny laboring to study God's word together. And that can be taxing. But this is... The word, think about what, first, what John says. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was God. In him, in him, in him yeah. was the light. And that light was life. Hear me. In him was light, and that light was life. This is what gives us life. So not only do we engage, because here's what you see in the pages of the Bible. Before the fall, we see humanity free to obey, but capable of disobedience. Scripture. After the fall and before Christ, we see humanity likely to disobey, incapable of consistent obedience. So, when Christ comes, the first advent, the coming, now we are capable of obedience but susceptible to disobedience. It's his spirit in us that's working out. When he fully comes, when he comes again, the second coming, we are now will be fully obedient and incapable of disobedience. Because not only is he living in us, we are with him. So we are in between him coming the first time and him coming the second. This is Scripture. Because let me just say it this way. The gospel is the decentralization of self. The gospel puts Christ first. And the priority is him. Let me move on. The second priority, the second thing is prayer. Prayer is not just talking, but listening. Uh, We all want to spend time with people or someone that we care about and who cares about us. The same can be said in prayer. Prayer is about connecting and abiding with God. Prayer is a two-way street. We talk to God, we bring to Him our requests, our suffering, our pain, our joy, and our praise, and we go to Him as a good father that he is, and we go to him even when we aren't sure what to say. Trusting that the Holy Spirit will guide us. But prayer is not simply talking to God. It's also learning to hear from God. And the good news for us is God still speaks. So when I pray and I align And I know this, you feel me? See, when I pray and I know his word, think about the connection. Sometimes people pray for things that's against his will. Because they don't know his will. And his will is contained in his word. And so yes, Yes, when we were when we were children, yeah, there are things that I wanted. Like when I was a kid, I can't wait till I get grown. Boy. <laughs> I take that back. My bad. And my parents just looked at me like, okay. Y'all don't love me. Okay, because you have kids gonna look at you just as funny as you looking at us. So oftentimes when we pray. What what does James say? We pray amiss. We pray off. This keeps us on. The third thing that I want to talk about. So Bible, prayer, the third thing, rhythms. Very important. Everyone has priorities. And here's what I've learned. We arrange our schedules, our budgets, and even relationships according to its perceived importance. In other words... You do what's important to you every day of your life. If Netflix is more important than this, you find time for it. That's just reality. And so we say things like, I just don't have enough hours in a day. How many hours are you wasting? What healthy rhythms do you have? God must be first. And not only first, God must be our top priority. Everything else should fit into what we've already determined to be our priority. So here's what we do. We want God, we we want our lives not to be centered around God, but we want God to be centered around our lives. So God, how about making room for us when we get ready? Not allowing God to be the center. <laughs> Jew's like, I, Jew is uh, helping me preach. He's like one of those old school churches. He just don't have a words, but this is what I see. So we got, these, we got these rhythms. So think kingdom, think kingdom, think kingdom. To think kingdom is to live an intentional life with and for God. Let me say it again. To think kingdom is to live an intentional life with God and for God. Intentional rhythms create room. You don't get room accidentally. You just don't fall into prayer. Now you can fall out of prayer. Prayer, reading, devotion is intentional. Isn't it amazing how the same time that we have prior to the crisis doesn't involve much engagement with God? But isn't it amazing that during a crisis, Whoa, man, we got all the time in the world. Pastor, you at the church? I need need the altar. I need the altar. Because what happens, crisis sometimes reprioritizes things. We have to be careful going into the crisis and coming out of it. Because sometimes coming out of it means this. Well, woof! that was a hard season. No, sir. No, sir. We keep this at the forefront. Amen. So some of the rhythms, I don't have time. I don't have time. But some of the rhythms that I believe that we, we have to, to um, employ. The first thing is Sabbath. Man, Sabbath is a twenty-four hour period of rest and and a reframing from work commanded by God in His Word. Uh, we are finite beings. We need rest. It's in vain for you to rise up early and work all night and keep doing it. You know what I appreciate now more than ever? Those holy naps. Oh, man. That is fellowship with God. Oh, man. It ain't got to be a long one. It ain't got to be a long one. Sometimes I'm just, I'm just, and that's the thing. No, I'm just, and I've been with Jesus. Some holy naps. You know what also Sabbath reminds us of? Sabbath reminds us that we're not completely in control. Because to rest is to trust. You know how you try to make things happen? That's what we're taught. I mean, you got to grind. You got to grind that out. Your grind can never outplace God's grace. So if you're gonna work on anything why come being with the Father. We grind, every, man, you know, hey, you know, you, about, you, know, you, you said um, Christ City Fellowship going to be a church plant and Pastor Ramon going to be the pastor. And sometimes in the circles, it's you got to grind it. Got to make it happen. Listen, that's just not for church planting. That's what we're told. But don't ever forget the grace of God. I remember... Early on in my marriage, I was working, I man, I had like 18 jobs. I still got several, but I was I had like 18 jobs because I believe I am supposed to make it happen. So when there was a need in my house, I have positioned myself to think, God help me, he looks out for fools and babies. Um I I positioned myself to actually believe, Elder Tony, that I was the source that I was supposed to meet all these. No, I've learned recent, I got to go for the, to the Father. Lord, you see our needs. You see what we need. Now, I'm going to do everything I know how to do, but my ultimate goal is not to rely on myself. My ultimate goal is to rely on you. The Sabbath, according to Jesus in Mark chapter 2, verse 27, the Sabbath was made for humankind and not humankind for the Sabbath. Rest is from God. And I'm learning that the people of God don't know how to rest. So as an act of your leader, I'm saying the uh, next Sunday and the Sunday after that is Sabbath Sundays. Rest. Rest. Don't uh, just if you don't watch the broadcast at ten thirty three online next Sunday, it'll still be online when you wake up. (laughs) Rest, rest, rest. Rest. We are not our bank accounts, nor the work um, or responsibilities that we carry. You are not what you do. And Sabbath helps keep a dollar tree away. Sabbath. The second thing uh, in terms of rhythms is solitude and silence. Look how Jesus is unhurried and unbothered. Now you think about it. He only got about three years for active ministry. And you know he does. Hey, I'm gonna go, come in your house and chill with you for the night. If that was us, we got stuff to do. Ain't no days off. But Jesus is unhurried and unbothered. Jesus withdraws and goes spend time to, with the Father. Luke chapter 5. He says, But the news about him, meaning Jesus, spread even more. And large crowds will come together to hear him and to be healed of their sickness. Check this out, verse number 16. Yet he often withdrew to deserted places and prayed. If the Son of God has to withdraw to spend time with His Father in silence and solitude, what more do we have to do? Luke chapter 6, During those days, He went out to the mountain to pray and spent all night in prayer to God. When daylight came, He summoned his disciples and he chose 12 of them whom he also named apostles. Jesus did not make a big decision until he spent time with the father. I'm about to choose 12. Let me go and spend time with the father. How do you keep making all these decisions based on human intellect? Word of God, the word of God, Jesus withdrew several times to prepare for ministry. When, when uh, John the Baptist died, read Matthew chapter 14. He withdrew to grieve. You don't have to be the star of your show. He is. And last, and last, and this is real last, feasting and fasting. We don't know how to celebrate. When, I, when we went to your home, I'm gonna mess it up, to celebrate Shabbat. 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 Shabbat ranks. What? What was it? Shabbat. What? Rosh Hashanah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there's feasting and fasting. And, and what that does is feasting in the Old Testament was a, like a real big thing. It was, it was a big deal. And feasting would represent so much to God's people. And it served as a celebration and it serves as a reminder so when we gather as a family for Thanksgiving, it's a big feast and we bring family to, uh, to center around the table and to thank God what he's done. And to remind ourselves of sometimes who wasn't there, right? But oftentimes to remind ourselves ourselves of the goodness of God. So you have like seven different festivals in the Old Testament from Passover, to the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of the first fruits, the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement, the Feast of Tabernacles, and all of these things are a foreshadowing of Christ. So we feast and celebrate God's provision, and we partake in it, and we celebrate, and we remind ourselves. I've noticed sometimes, I don't know if it's piety, I don't know what it is, but sometimes the people of God don't even know how to celebrate God blesses you, and you want to keep it a secret. Yeah. I'm not talking about making a Facebook official, but what I'm saying is that there are things that God has done for you. Yeah. I know the bad, but let me celebrate with you. Yeah. This is in the Word. That, hey, when I have Passover, and this Passover is, is, a, is a reminder of us of redemption of sin. The unleavened bread is, remind, is is that we had to leave Egypt in haste and we had no time for yeast. So what we did, so these are some things um, that God uh, uh, reminded the people of God of. The feast of the first fruits, it was the beginning of the harvest. It was gratitude. And then you had the feast of the weeks that celebrated the end of the harvest. When you look at the Old Testament, even in tithing, they would bring all the tithes, and then you know what the people would do? They would feast, they would eat the tithes as a family. Why? Because it speaks of God's provision. So there's a rhythm of feasting and fasting, but then fasting is the willingness, the voluntariness to, to, to break, to abstain from. To do got no clothes on. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> as, as, as the feast, Lord Imer. If you are not here watching online, we have a we have a little baby, two year old. That's that, anyway. You get yeah. <laughs> it's hard to explain. All right. So there's feasting, and then there's fasting, and fasting is when we. Um, If we abstain, abstain. that we not punish our flesh, but we redirect our attention. That's what it is. It's like, again, I'm maturing in God. And I remember when I used to fast, I want everybody to know, yeah, I can't eat that because I'm fasting. I'm fasting for 21 days and uh, I'm abstaining from all sorts of uh, meat and stuff like that. It's like, okay. <laughs> but fasting is to draw attention to God, not yourself. And it's not just from food. I was—I think I was talking. Yeah, some of me, some of the guys, hung out um, last Sunday, and I—I I was boasting. God, I'm, I'm human. I was boasting with my my lack of watching movies and stuff like that. And then I was like, yeah. TikTok, Instagram, and I told him, I said, like, man, I need to fast from that stuff. It <laughs> and it gets so bad on TikTok, man, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it gets so bad on TikTok, it's like, oh, you've been, you been on this app a long time. Don't you think you should take a break? That's bad. <laughs> and then, for disclosure, with the Spotify thing, I talked to you and Lauren about this, it wasn't 14,000 minutes, It was 43,000 minutes of music last year. Okay, so you guys are perfect and you just look (laughs) judging me. I feel like they're judging me. Anyway, um, my point is there are things in my life that I need to fast from to make room for God. And it won't happen by accident, it's intentional. I'm sleepy. I get up at 6.14 every morning, but it hit differently on Sunday mornings. I don't know why. I do know, but I'm intentional. And all of us have to be intentional. So the Word has to be our guide. Not catch phrases, not cliches, not our, even not our opinions or feelings. This is the Word. And in prayer, Spending time with God, listening and learning from God. And then creating rhythms. There are seasons in our lives that we have to schedule the time. Not, you know, the Lord is going to give me strength to wake up early in the morning. I mean, he can. But some things just take discipline. And could it be that the thing that we're believing God for is directly connected to our discipline to get it? That he is close to us. It's funny in scripture, draw near to him and he'll draw near to you. That implies that you and I have to do our part. And we have to get to the place That in order for us to be able to do, to complete the task, I believe it starts with being first, then doing. Being with the Father. So as, as a result of me being with him, I do. Not I do to be with him. He's close to us. So if we're going to make room this season, we're going to make room this season, this must be the center of of this church of our lives. And I I, I understand that there are things that we're still going to have to deal with. But I find those things under his word. Let's pray. And I don't know what areas of your life that prevents you from making room, but my prayer is that the conviction, not the condemnation, but the conviction of the Holy Spirit consumes you. That I I engage in this but I don't do this. And I have not structured my life with him at the center, but I structure him around my life. I go back to John one. In him was life. In him. Holy Spirit, remind us. Oh, precious Father. Thank you for sending your son to come. Thank you for revealing your son to us. And as many as receive your son... in him and on him we are children of God thank you for making us children of God it's not our works that got us here but yours it's not our righteousness that got us here but your righteousness thank you father Lord, I pray as we take Sabbaths, I pray that you will help us restructure our lives around you. I pray for the person that finds it difficult to not engage. I pray that they no longer engage by your wisdom, but they surrender. I pray for the person who's wrestling pray that they find rest. We have real needs. We don't discount those needs. But Lord, help us to know who you are. Help us to know you in the fullness of grace and truth. Father, bless us your people. I just want to, at this time just for you, to, just to make room for you, um, just speak from your heart right at your seats. If you're watching online, do the same. Just talk to God just for a few moments. Let's make room for him now. heard from us and now we just been a few seconds a few moments to just be quiet in your presence Lord, thank you for reviving us, renewing us, and strengthening us. As we embrace the fullness of what this season means, Jesus be the center. The center of our lives, the center of our homes, the center. Help us to be with you so that we can work for you. This is our prayer, that even in that, you no longer call us servants, but you call us sons and daughters. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name.
0: Pastor Antoine continuing our Advent series Make Room. He shows us we need to find rhythms in the Sabbath, the silence and solitude, and also feasting, and fasting. Now, if you're blessed by anything you hear on this podcast and you feel led to give, feel free to text the word GIVE to 704-741-3705. And if you are absolutely anywhere near Charlotte, the surrounding areas, come on by. Visit us here at 465 South Canada Boulevard in Kannapolis, North Carolina. Or you can join us online every Sunday at 1033 a.m. on Facebook and YouTube. And while you're there... Go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube, Facebook, and even Instagram under Think Kingdom. We have updates and event postings posted there. And as always, you can go back, hear this message and so much more right here exclusively on our Think Kingdom podcast.